This week on Backyard Footy. I can go raw with this. Or, yeah, I mean, I was playing in a game, man, and one of their players is just like, you know, shut up, you black monkey. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what? That's what? Mm-hmm. Seriously? Mm-hmm. How are you calling me this, man? Like, 14. Mm-hmm. I'm 14 years old. Even probably he was 15, 16. And I'm thinking to myself, we're kids. I looked at it, we're kids, man. And you, you, you're dealing with this. And, and uh, I remember I actually scored that game as well. Mm. And I just remember looking at him like, what you yeah, yeah, yeah. come call me yeah. this again. Yeah. You know, I've just put one past your goalkeeper. Yeah. But for me, it was difficult, man. And it's so like, it really gets to me, gets to my heart, man, that we still have to deal with this now. And, and especially this last two weeks has been crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Crazy, man. What's up, footy fans? It's your host, Hugh Roberts, a.k.a. Superhuman. Feels great to be back again. No, I haven't been active and haven't done my last episode since Adrian last month. But the plan is to do one one a month for the rest of the year, at least one, hopefully two or three sometimes throughout the year. But I'm always going to use this platform as a podcast, and that's how it originated, you know? So I'm going to keep that going always. But without further ado, I have a very special guest here with you guys. Simon Dawkins coming from overseas with Tottenham, signed as a pro as a teenager. Been hearing his journey, you know, dealing with ACL injuries, dealing, you know, leaving his family, coming overseas to America, having to forego some of his childhood dreams, uh, sacrifice to create another opportunity for himself. So without further ado, hear this legend, Earthquakes Hall of Fame, someone who's also been on the Jamaican national team and has dealt with racial abuse since he was a teenager. So Without further ado, man, it's a big honor to have him. And listen, and stay tuned, subscribe, because I got a lot of projects coming for you guys. More visuals on and off the field, a documentary series, uh, more from the foundation, even a little um, portfolio with collaborations from our videographer and pics from last year. Just everything filled with excitement, and I can't wait to show you guys. So without further ado, subscribe and tune in. So how's, how's the off-season been these past couple of days for you? Yeah, man, it's been good. Um, you know, for me, it's not going to be much of an off-season, you know, because I haven't played for a while. So I'm going to try and keep going and uh, keep my body in shape again and just and just use this off-season to get strong and then come back you know, fresh next year. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, man. What's, what's it been like for you? You know, I know you're an Earthquakes legend for a little minute, but now you're down here in Monterey. What's, what was the difference, you know? San Jose coming down here to Monterey. Do you know what? It's got the same sort of vibe, um, San Jose. I mean, I've loved this sort of area mm-hmm. um, for a long time. I spent before this five, six years in, in, in this part of California. So it's, it's good to, to be back in this area. Um, I love the weather here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now I'm an older man. I prefer the more settled life. Right, right, so, right. Yeah, yeah man, it it's, been, it's been good so far. What was your, what's, what's a life in assignment like during the season, your daily life on the average? What was coming to training like for you after training? What was the day in life assignment? So, you know what? People probably don't know this. I'm a big introvert, you know? So <laughs> I like to keep to myself to mm-hmm. myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to do things more relaxing than I would have done maybe uh, when I was younger playing. Um, it's perfect here. You've got Carmel, mm-hmm. you know, you've got mm-hmm. all these places. You can get to San Jose if you need be. Mm-hmm. So uh, for me, after training, I like to just relax, maybe beach, you know, hang out with a few people. But, you know, I like to keep things very in my right. circle yeah, yeah, and, yeah, um, yeah, and try to focus on, on, on my job mainly. So yeah, that's, yeah. that's what my life is. Same here, man. I mean, I got a bike out here, so I was biking yeah. a little bit back and forth. But for the most part, 
besides doing backyard footy, a couple of things, stay to myself. And, you know, it's, yeah. it's right to get yourself mentally right before it, too. You yeah. know, them, them things, especially going to train every day, guys want your spot every day, competition yeah. wise. You need to just go home and just relax sometimes. People 100%. don't understand that, you know? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you The bike situation, I might get out next year just to take a, like, you know what I mean? A ride down the coast. Bro, and, yeah, it, it, the views. I mean, the weather wasn't, it wasn't too bad. I was just put a little coat on. Yeah. But it was nice to get connected just with the atmosphere, with the environment every day. Mm -hmm. It only took me, takes, let's say, driving eight minutes to get here. Yeah. Took 15 on the bike, just double the time. But that extra time was good time, you know, call people on the way home, 100%. listen to music a little more, mm -hmm. meditate a little more. The best thing that could happen to me, bro, like seriously, getting that That's bike good. going on trails around here in Monterey. They do a good job yeah. bike-wise out here accommodating. Might look into that, man. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> seriously, seriously. <laughs> you know what I mean? So everyone asks, you know, how did you get started, but why did you get started? Kind of, you know, what's your why into why you originally got started in this? So, I mean, a lot of people don't know this, but my, my first love is actually snooker. Mm. If you know snooker here or... Mm -mm. Explain so that. So it's like, I think you guys call it billiards. Oh, billiards, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like a bigger table. Mm. And uh, it's a big game in England. And that was my first love. I wanted to play so badly, man, but... Um, I had to be a certain height or something to join this club. Mm, and I wasn't that height, right? So I remember watching Arsenal, I think, Liverpool, mm. a game on TV with my dad. And I just my I love football. I was a young kid. And I was like, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna support Liverpool. He's like, no, 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 I support Liverpool. You're gonna support Arsenal. So that's how it got started for me. Mm. And I started watching Arsenal every day. And then my, my favorite player was Ian Wright at the time. Mm. And uh that's when I started to love it. I used to go back in my back garden and play every day and fell in love with the game, man. Mm. And then from then onwards, you know, it's just been a constant, constant drive. Just want to be a professional and, mm. and thankfully I've made it, man. Mm. So. so that's what drip, drove you from the start, being a pro, yeah. watching it on TV. Yeah, man. So from there, what was, how did you, you know, get started? What's it, what's it like over there? The culture, you know, explain that for us over here. Us Americans is completely different. It's a completely too, different. You know? Yeah, I mean, the, the, Mainly, there's, I mean, there's other sports in England, obviously, but the main sport is, right. is football, what we call football. Right. And that is, you, you literally live it, you eat it. Every day right. is about that. You mm -hmm. know, you have fans mm -hmm. who live for mm -hmm. Saturdays mm -hmm. to watch the games. Mm -hmm. You know, they spend all their money on season tickets mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So for me, I saw that from a young age. Mm -hmm. And um, it was more for me about wanting to go as far as I can, uh, challenge myself and that's what I did, man. And I thought to myself, you know, I'm going to dedicate everything to the sport. You know, those hours where everyone's resting, I'm going to dedicate mm -hmm. uh, to my craft. And and like I said, man, there's ups and downs along the way, but I'm thankful I made it. So um, mentally, through. you must have been strong, tough at a young age as well, too. Did that just come natural for you? Or, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know where it was, yeah. you know, because yeah. for me, it was like, I, I just wanted it so badly, you know? And I was very mature in my, in my mindset of like, this is what I'm gonna do. Mm -hmm. I remember going to school and I was like, I don't wanna be here, mm -hmm. you know? It mm -hmm. wasn't about that for me. I was mm -hmm. like, I'm making it as a pro. Mm -hmm. And like I said, there was a lot of, lot of turns along the way, which was very negative. It's hard to get through them, but all those turns definitely prepared me for my career in the future. So mm -hmm. yeah, man, I had that, I had that mindset. How did you even get into the system early on? How did you begin? So for me, it was, <laughs> so for me, it was about finding my local team. Right. Um, I'd play for my school, you know, you, you do that sort of stuff and play for your local teams. You try to find that. And I was always 
you know, one of the better ones in the team. And that's when my parents sort of realized, you know what, like I've got something here. Mm. Um, and I remember how I got into Tottenham. My mother, there was like this development school center and they had connections to uh, Arsenal, excuse mm. me. And uh, I kept going to it. And I remember years on years, I would, I would get rejected. You know, they would say, just not ready, just not ready. And then it finally changed to Arsenal and Tottenham now. So mm. now, you know, you get trials for these UC teams. And in one through year, school. Through, through this development school development thing, school, yeah. Wow. So my mom used to like finish work. My dad take me there gotcha. straight after. Gotcha. And it was in the evening. And then I remember the guy said to my mom, oh, my dad, I remember it was, like, he's got something here. We're going to put him on a trial. Mm. You know, we're going to mm. put him on a trial there for Tottenham. And I remember that news when I actually got the, the, the go ahead. You're going to go and train with Tottenham for a certain number of weeks. And then from that moment, I thought to myself, you know what? I'm not coming back. Mm. I'm going to sign here and that is it. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and eventually that ended up happening. Mm -hmm. So Tottenham, Tottenham, I know you're looking at Tottenham and Arsenal. It wasn't like a hard decision between them both. It's like going straight in from Tottenham, right? It was a hard decision. Oh, it was a hard decision. <laughs> yeah. I, I was an Arsenal fan, man. Uh, I was right, an Arsenal right, right, fan. Right, right. But they were, um, I was quite a small mm. child at, at that time. Mm. And I remember they all had big, big players for their mm -hmm. youth team and we were like how are you this, this tall mm -hmm. and they were like robots you know um, and I remember they were very like iffy on the years they wanted to give me stuff like that and is he going to be ready and Tottenham as soon as I went on trial there they were like mm -hmm. what age was that? that was 12 years old 12 years old yeah 12 wow. years old yeah 12 yeah I was 12 so how, did you, so how do you start climbing now within the ranks 13, 14 what is yeah the, what is so the I signed for Tottenham and then now I'm, I'm, you know, I've got all the facilities in the world. I'm at school, mm, soccer school, Tottenham school. Scott, Tottenham school. So basically, what happens? I'm in regular school still. Yeah. But you would train three times a week, for gotcha. instance, in the evenings gotcha. after school. But then you have access to that, you know, before training. Mm. So I remember we used to go there early and I used to practice before. Mm. Um, and then after that, it was sort of I'm progressing. I'm progressing. Started doing well in my level, and then. Uh, I remember around 13 and a half, 14, England called and said uh, to Tottenham, uh, we want to, he's been selected 17s. for- 17s. And 16s, sorry. 16s, okay. Yeah. And uh, you have up and coming games and you want him to be involved in it. And that's when I thought, you know what? This is, this is coming to that, man. Mm. Wow. So, yeah, man. Wow, wow. So did you, when did you transition now to the first team? You're getting the call up now to 16. Sorry, let me backtrack. How was it now mentally for you? Are you still on the same track mentally? Now you're getting called up to the national team. Now you're mm -hmm. you know, climbing up in Tottenham Academy. Yeah. Mentally, are you growing? Are you, you know, yeah, I having mean, struggles dealing with bigger pro now, bigger name players? It was, it was. Because now, obviously, you're one of the better players in the country because you're going to play for the national team. Bearing in mind, I'm still in school. Yeah. Regular school. Yeah. So I'm going to school and it's like, everyone's looking at you, right. you know? And I remember one time I, I went to play against, I think, Germany on under 16s, England against Germany. And the school called their class, everybody in the school to watch my game. Mm. And it was amazing to hear that when I came back and I was like, and for me, I was so mature in that way because I was like, I've made it this far. I'm gonna be the one that's gonna make it. Mm. Um, I remember at the time we had two guys, one played for Chelsea that was older than me and a guy that played for Arsenal. Mm -hmm. And we used to push, push each other, mm -hmm. you know, in school. And it was like, I'm gonna be the one. And I had that mindset, and and that's when things have started to go gotcha, up, man. Gotcha. So yeah. When did you sign with the first team? So and how'd that work? 
So yeah, uh, I was, wow, I think I was 15, 14 going on 15. So when oh. I played for South England, I signed a pre-contract. Oh, that really? Which, yeah, which you can't wow. sign. Well, I've signed it, but I can't, it's not activated until you're 17. 17. So I knew in school that I was going to be a professional. Mm. And that drove me even more. Um, my parents probably wouldn't like it, but like I didn't really care about school. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I'm really yeah, a pro. Yeah, I'm going. Yeah, I'm going to yeah, yeah. forget school. Yeah. So I used to use the time in school to to use the playground to practice my skills. Gotcha. And then um, that's when you transition into you know the first team, and and back then it was a reserve team. Mm. Life so. just changed kind of for you. you. You know, you're leaving school now, going yeah. full time now, training every day. You're living yeah. in free housing. Yeah. But, okay. Yeah, yeah. So it was like. Now you're training with the first team. Everyone you watch on TV, you look up to, you're, you're there now. Wow. And I was pushed quite well by, by the, the manager at the time. He wanted me to really progress, which was good. And I started learning, man. I started just being sponge to everybody, mm. especially the guys in my position and just mm. looking how they do things. So mm. yeah, for me, it was about like, how do I get there? Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. And that's just all I was trying to do, just mm. how do I get to that point? Mm. So it, it was good, man. It was real good. So how did you, did you end up getting any debuts, you make your minutes with Tottenham? Yeah, so I was on, <coughs> I was on the bench, uh, I must have been 17, 17 or 18, I can't remember what it was. Mm-hmm. And I was on the bench quite a bit. And then there was a UEFA Cup game, which allowed me to get that. And um, that's when I knew for me, it was like, man, I've made it kind mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, all mm-hmm. the hard work that I had to go through, this is it. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, man, it was it was it was good to see my family struggles to get to me yeah. to this point. Yeah. All that just flashed before my eyes when I when I got to that point, and and uh, for me, I said I have to keep going. Yeah. So yeah, man. But thing but things weren't always sweet there, right? You ended up leaving Tottenham. How was you know what happened with that? How was that yeah. transition for you mentally leaving a club that you've been there since childhood? Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it was it was tough because at that sort of 17, 18 age. You know, I'm trained with the first team, but right. they were bringing in players like Giovanni De Santos, Kevin Prince Botang, Edu Tarap, Gareth Bale, mm. and they're all similar age to me. So mm. there was a few of us that, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a few of us that were came through the youth team, um, and we were put in this group with them. Mm. But they were bought for like, you know, four million, five yeah, million. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's their investment. Mm. They have to be a player ahead of, of us, course, you know. So for me, it was hard because I don't think I was. Once they came, I don't think I was pushed the level I should have been pushed at. Mm. And I remember there was a, a game where everybody was injured. Keane, Berbatov, uh, Defoe, and the manager at the time said to me, you're going to be starting against Chelsea. And <laughs> yeah, bro, and listen, I was probably just turning 18. I was struggling with an injury. I had a uh, hernia I was struggling mm. with, man. Mm. And the Friday before the game, I was just like, I must have stretched for a ball even more. <laughs> Heard it. I was like, no, this can't be. Went and see the physios and they said, no, nah, you need surgery right away. They said, you'll get you a chance again. You know, just, you're gonna have to just stop. And I was dying and I was like, no, I can't. I'm about right. to play tomorrow against Chelsea. Right. Had to stop, you know? And I look back and I wish I just went through it. Mm. Honestly, yeah, course, I wish, now course, I look back, course, I wish course, I went through it. But, you know, <laughs> I still managed to forge a good career out, but I'm saying like those moments there, yeah. where like 
I wish I could go back and just be like, oh, I wish I just played. Right. You know, deal with right. the injury afterwards, if that makes sense. Right. How, so. how did you deal with that at a young age? Literally, you're about to play Chelsea, mm -hmm. have to get surgery out for a while now. Yeah. Man, I'm, most people are not even coming back to playing after yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. And I, I had that. And, you know, the whole vibe around it was like, yeah, I told them, I was like, I'm going to play anyway. Mm. I'm going to play when I come back from injury, it'll be fine. So that's my, my mindset was like, mm. okay, I'll be fine, you know? Mm. But after injury, I came back, you sign more players in yes. the first team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you start to see yeah. yourself, you yeah. know, dropping down the pecking order, whatever you want to call it. So then it was more, ah, man, like, I need to get myself right again. I need to get playing. Because um, all those guys I was playing with England and the youth teams, they're playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now they're, they're yeah. getting their, their yeah. caps, you know, their yeah. apps. And um, yeah, so then that was tough for me, but you know, I managed to sort of get myself back right, but ended up um, doing my knee injury. I had a meniscus mm. injury in the last year of my contract. For Tottenham. For Tottenham. Mm. And uh, they were a bit iffy about it, like saying, oh, he's gonna come back okay or whatever. I came back a day before the season ended and they were like, ah, you haven't played enough this year, this last year. We can't offer you anything. And uh, I go to, so that's it, done. I go to Strasbourg in France mm. and they've been wanting to sign me for a long time. Mm -hmm. They had me all unveiled as a new signing <laughs> and stuff like that. I go there, do my medical, come back, I failed. Mm. So it was more than a meniscus I must have done. Mm. Turns out to be a patella tendon, mm. uh, partial tear, come back on the plane and my knee was just swelling up. And that led me to being out for maybe two and a half years. Wow. Yeah, so. It so was how, like, you, how, are you, how are you dealing with this three years now? You know what I'm saying? From ups and downs. Mm -hmm. like you're, you're up for two years, but you know, years before that, 18, dealing with was, yeah. hernia, all them yeah. things. Like, how are you keeping yourself up during these times? Tough, God. Yeah, yeah, God. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. My parents, my dad yeah. was like very you know, strict in how he handled me. And I'm so glad he was like that because I feel like he repaired me for the future. Mm. My mom was the complete opposite. Mm. So you had that loving, sort of caring side. Mm -hmm. My dad was the same loving and caring, but it was more like, you gotta do this. You mm. have to do this to do this. You have to be like this. And I'm so thankful for both sides. And I think that got me through that sort of, that sort of period in my life. And like I said, man, like I was out for two and a half years, didn't play. You know, I had to go to, there's a center, FA center where you can go and get rehab stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. they looked after me it was brilliant yeah. you know every, they looked after all the professionals that were out of contract mm -hmm. and then I ended up uh, calling a guy called Tim Sherwood mm -hmm. if anyone doesn't know him he was like one of the first guys to lift the Premier League mm -hmm. played for Blackburn yeah. um, and he was like what are, you, what are you doing I've told Harry Redknapp you know like you should be still here come back and train with us and so uh, I go back to Tottenham two and a half years later now, by this time I'm like 20 one, oh, okay, 2021, okay, okay. and uh, start training, man. And then uh, train with the first team, and then they offered me a contract. Mm. Tottenham, Tottenham, mm -hmm. yeah. So for me, I think it was a two-year contract. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, and I was again only up to God, man. Yep, yep, yep. So you're there for two. I know you're down in championship a little. What kind of made you do this transition out here, coming to the states? What to the was... states. So that was actually 20, 21, 22. Um, I was trying, let me even backtrack. Yeah. You got caught up to the national team, Jamaican national team. Before. That was later on. Later on, okay. Yeah, so back to, well, I was like 20, 21. Okay. I did a loan at San Jose with our manager now, Frank. Mm -hmm. I did one year loan and uh, loved it, man. Mm. Loved it. And I said, I want to sign out here. 
cancel the concert, so I'm happy. Playing, the fans love me, great. They was like, no, do another year. Did another year, 2012, uh, and did brilliantly again. Mm. And um, This is on, while you're on Local Tottenham? This is on, both oh, years, two okay. years on Local okay. Tottenham, okay. yeah. And, uh, and then Tottenham offered me another contract at the end of that loan and said, you're not going to San Jose. But <laughs> price tagging me, I was like, oh, I want to stay here, you know? Mm. Um, and then by this time, I'm probably at, what, 24 now? 23-24. And uh, I, get a, I get a loan move to the Premier League, another mm. Premier League team, Aston mm-hmm. Villa. Mm-hmm. So it started to just climb from there, man. And uh, I'm really happy, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so why do you want to leave and come over here? To- I well, because you know you love you love San Jose. When was it like that time for you? Was that okay? I need to come over full time to after 2012. After 2012. Yeah, because I spent the 2011 there and I loved it. But it was like, okay, I could see myself settling here. The fans loved me. I felt like you know, a professional, especially after being out for two and a half years. Right, right, right. I right, wanted to right, feel that right. you know again, right. and I did coming out here. And I was like, I want to be here. I'm happy. That's all that mattered to me. And I did 2012, and we done so well. And then that's when I was like, you know what? Let's just do it. Mm-hmm. But obviously couldn't make the deal happen. Um, but I loved it out here, man. What was the transition? What was it like from the IQ sense of the soccer game, the style of play from the American side and the European style? Yeah, it was different at first. It was totally different because I, I felt like more here, it was more athletic. Mm-hmm. Everyone's more athletic, more than technical, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which was good for me <clears throat> because I felt like I developed myself more in, my, in an athletic, more athletical way. Mm-hmm. So more I was, I thought about it as in my fitness definitely improved. You know, mm-hmm. I relied on a lot of my technical skills. Sure. Whereas when I came out here, I had that technical stuff, but it, it, for me it was like, okay, I need to improve my, my general fitness, right. my sharpness, right. which is great, man. Right. And, and that developed me uh, into going along in my career as well, so. Yeah. So you, you took a couple more years off later after that and then ended up coming back here. What was that like mentally to push through? I mean, you know, you had two years off your injury, but now you retired and came back. Oh, so recently, you mean? Recently. Yeah, so recently, yeah, man, it, my last team was Ipswich. I signed that, out. That was in when? 2019. 19. Yeah, so I signed six months, January to May, end of the season. And after that, I was trying to, uh, signed for a team called Charlton, but they didn't have enough money back then, so ended up just doing nothing. And then mm-hmm. COVID happened, mm-hmm. and then um, yeah, and then I, literally, honestly, I was <laughs> struggling. Done, yeah, it was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. what am I gonna do? Like, yeah. I want to still play, but <clears throat> this COVID situation is difficult for players out of contract. Where would I go? And then uh, end up turning into three years. Hmm. So hmm. Uh, yeah, I kind of got settled in that life of not doing anything. You know? right, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah, to man. Have the mental fortitude to come back, push yourself. Yeah. You, know, you weren't in the best shape when you came because you didn't have a proper preseason. Mm-hmm. You know, to come back and get here again. You know? Yeah. That's 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 not easy, my bro. No. Definitely leads me to now. The thing I want to touch on this season. Mm-hmm. So how was it for you coming in here? Or let's just talk at the beginning of the year, not having a proper preseason, mentally having to push yourself to get right to like at least like towards the last half of the season. Yeah, that was tough. I mean, I came in the season with the expectation of, you know, I'm here to shed my experience, um, try and get fit, obviously. I didn't know how many games I was gonna be able to play, if I was gonna get my body back in shape. I mean, I had a word with the the manager about it and it was more for me to just try to contribute as much as I can. Um, I ended up, you know, halfway through the season, or maybe a bit less, 
going to get an injury and stuff like that. And I thought, I'm not another setback. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but I managed mm -hmm. to get through that and finish the, the year strong and playing, mm -hmm. playing wise. So, I mean, I'm surprised myself a little bit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I feel like there's still a few more years in this, this old guy. So, <laughs> how, how would you talk about the season? How was the season for you in comparison to the other seasons you've endured? Yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was tough in a sense of I had to dedicate uh, my whole sort of days to get my body right, you know, because I'm an older man now. I'm not yeah, the same yeah. person I was five yeah. years, six years, seven years ago. Yeah. Um, but also very enjoyable, you know? I mean, I, this, this locker room that we have now has been great. They've been so respectful of like everything. Um, I'm not an arrogant person, you know, where I've played, et cetera, before. I mean, you have guys coming up to you saying, you know, like asking you advice and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Right, For right, me, right. that has been it's a joy to right. shed that experience because I was one of those guys before. And uh, to sort of give back that experience has been so fun for me to play again in front of fans mm -hmm. um, and to, to do well as, you know, as a team. Mm -hmm. You kind of local too. San yeah. Jose is not that far either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah man. <laughs> so exactly, so it's a local area. I feel like we can still get some sun as a fan right, here. Right, 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 right. So it's, it's good to sort of reconnect with them. And funny how it works, right? It's so funny, bro. <laughs> let's let's uh, definitely want to talk about one of the most important segments, this last mm -hmm. part of the season, though. How was it for you? I mean, I know we've also had conversations going back to your earlier parts of your career when you were a teenager, dealing with some you know, instances on the field as well, too. So kind of how did the season end for you personally on your side of the... I'll definitely touch on my side too, but mm -hmm. how it ended and then you know, I would love to touch on as well when you first hit that instance as a teenager into how you're dealing with that now. Yeah, man. I mean, I remember when I first dealt with something like this, man, 14, playing an international game. It was tough to deal with, man. Like, it was like, why? What's this about? You know? Um, it took like conversations with my parents, my dad. You were on the national team at the National team, team yeah. I played against uh, Northern Ireland, I think it was. Gotcha. And uh, it was just sort of, ah, you know, this is what you're going to deal with. This is what it's going to be all good, whatever. You just get move on, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, I quickly had to sort of transition my mind into dealing with that, which should never be right, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. um, but it was, caught, caught, it was quite always, sorry, like subdued down. It was like watered down all the time, mm -hmm. like this. Mm -hmm this has to happen, you know, like this happens all the time and you have to deal with this, you have to deal with that. Mm -hmm. You should never have to deal with anything like that. Um, but I had to sort of mentally uh, really be okay with it mm -hmm. for me to progress in my career. Otherwise I could have just broke and just been like, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, and that was very difficult. And as I got, you know, on and on throughout my career, <sighs> man, experienced it even more. And while... <laughs> It's so difficult because you have your own fans sometimes, you know, mm -hmm. doing stuff like that, which I've had. Mm -hmm. And it's been difficult because I'm going out there to put the shirt on. For you. For you. Right, right. You're coming to watch me play, you should be supporting me, right. you know? Right. And uh, that took a, a while, man, for me to get over. But um, I've always managed to, to rise above it. But coming towards the end of my career now, especially dealing with this in the last year, I have a son, six. For me, things need to be done, man. Mm -hmm. You know, 2022, I was 14 when I first mm -hmm. experienced this. I'm 34, turning 35 now. And for me, 
not even it's not even changed in the slightest. So, what was your first experience back then, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, I can go raw with this, or mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I was playing in a game, man, and one of their players is just like, you know, shut up, you black monkey. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what? That's what? Mm-hmm. Seriously? Mm-hmm. How are you calling me this, man? Like. 14. Mm-hmm. I'm 14 years old. Even probably he was 15, 16. And I'm thinking to myself, we're kids. I looked at it, we're kids, man. And you, you, you're dealing with this. And and uh, I remember I actually scored that game as well. Mm. And I just remember looking at him like, what you yeah, yeah, yeah. come call me yeah, this again. Yeah. You know, I've just put one yeah. past your goalkeeper. Yeah. But for me, it was difficult, man. And it's so like, it really gets to me, gets to my heart, man, that we still have to deal with this now. And, and especially this last two weeks has been... Crazy, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. crazy man. How, how do you how do you deal with them, these things mentally? When you know, I mean, let's say just this year within itself, mm-hmm. we're so close to playoffs, and mm-hmm. a moment like that happens, and you see how it affects the team, you know, mm-hmm. emotionally and mentally. Mm-hmm. It's not really just a physical thing anymore. It's, you know, I feel like definitely affected the team a lot on the mental side. <clears throat> mentally, it was draining, 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 and you know what, like. It, for me, it really touched me because I remember, you know, guys speaking in, 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 the, in the locker room and it was hearing how much it affects them as well. And I know how much it affects me. I know it affects black people in general, but I'm sharing a locker room with guys like who experienced so much of that as well. Mm-hmm. And we're all sitting here together and still dealing with it to this day. And for me, like, uh, it took, it drained me. It drained me. Mm-hmm. But it's like you're expected to go out there and just perform anyway. You know, put it to the side and just go and perform. Mm-hmm. When no one really understands, you know, mentally, it takes it off. Not and there. I, and yeah. I, I didn't have my best game even in the last game of the season. And I thought I'd be, you know what, I'll be okay. Mm-hmm. I'll get through mm-hmm. this. Nah, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The mental aspect of it can take everything away. And that's what it did for me in the last game. And, uh, you know, now, off season, I have to kind of group my mind and get ready to play again. But definitely, there needs to be some sort of change, man. Man, sorry, bro. You definitely touched on something. Talking about the mental side, stepping away from it, because that's what exactly what we need to do these next couple of weeks. Just step away from the game completely, mm-hmm. man. Because from the mental side, emotional that's side, bro. For the first time in my career, actually, not one of the first time, but you know, everyone from NBA, NFL, is all the sports talking about the mental side of the game, mental aspects. It's one of the first times I actually see how the players are going through it mentally, especially when you're not in there mentally, you can't even touch the field. Exactly. Man, man it really, really took a toll, especially just even to touch the field. Couldn't even do that kind of aspect too, man. So I, I definitely agree with you, bro. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you feel like things need to change? What what can be done? Uh, for me, like I think we need more, you know, people of color up in the office, mm-hmm. up in more powerful positions, mm-hmm. you know? That's for me. I think uh, it's hard when uh, you have people that say they understand, but how can they understand if you're not, exactly. if you're not black? You don't go through it, yeah. How can, how can you understand, mm-hmm. you know? And that, that's what I feel like needs change. I mean, we can all wear these no to racism shirts or whatever you want to write on there. For me, it doesn't make a difference. Yeah. It doesn't do anything, yeah. you know? Uh, there needs to be actual some actual change high above mm-hmm. and once that comes that's when for me things will change that's exactly um, and that's how we get there <laughs> is, uh, is is tough man I mean like myself you know I'm 
maybe got a few more years playing. But that's definitely a goal of mine to to be able to come in a yeah, yeah to yeah. be able to come in a in a better position to you know affect these things and make mm-hmm. make sort of change. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy to to put myself there in that position. So. We need we yeah. need more of us at the top for sure. Goals goals are mine as well too. Because we go through a situation like this, you already have someone who understands, has experience. Yeah, and I know the outcome would have been much different. <laughs> you right? know what much I mean? Much different. So yeah, but what do you have any advice for you know not just players here, but you know, even overseas, especially you know minority players dealing with these kind of instances <sighs> as well too? Yeah, I mean, uh, make sure your mind is strong, because especially after these last two weeks, mm. it's, it's going to happen again. Mm. This is not the last time. It's mm. going to happen again. Mm. And I think everybody needs to make sure your mind is strong, be able to how you deal with it. Mm. Because what I don't want to see is people falling out of this because of you know all these comments or gestures, whatever it may be, yeah. giving up. Because yeah. that is not what we can't do. We cannot give up. You know, We can't give up. Seriously, and I could have given up when I was a kid, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I'm so thankful I didn't. Mm-hmm. But now there needs to be that change, and and I hope these young kids that are coming up, uh, even experiencing stuff like this, keep your mind strong, man. Mm-hmm. Because ugh, I'm I'm positive we'll get there one day, but we have to keep fighting. I agree the same way, my brother. You know, sorry, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. my guy. Excellent show, my Absolutely, bro. Absolutely, man. Appreciate it, my guy. Thanks Thank for having you again. me. Yes, sir. It's been an honor. Always, man. Pleasure. Footies brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network podcast. That's BGN.FM on the internet. You can also follow them on Twitter at the BGN FM.